Welcome to the Bohemian Princess Journal and Podcast, where we are telling stories intentionally designed to inspire and build community. On today's episode, we will be talking about the importance of writing down your vision. Guard the Root, the importance of writing down your vision. When God begins to show you your purpose and calling, there are some important steps you need to follow through with to help you keep on track to seeing those goals realized. In this post, we will dig into the scriptures and discuss the importance of writing down your vision, guarding your influences, and avoiding dream killers. Habakkuk 2 verses 2 through 3 says, write down the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Now I know that sounds confusing to say tarry, not tarry, but what that really means is that when it's your time, it's your time. Let's talk about write the vision. Writing down the vision is important because physically writing is part of committing the message to memory for yourself and future generations. Habakkuk is not the first or last time that God told someone to write something down. We see the same instruction to write given in Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Revelation. Did you know that Jewish synagogues all across the country opened scrolls of their Torah during their Shabbat to read the same selection of readings? That means that every year they are reading the complete Old Testament, their Torah, this way, and they remind themselves of the faithfulness and the character of God by doing that. Physically writing stuff down matters. It creates a record to remember something important, and it serves as a guide map to the road ahead. Writing your vision is also submitting to the power and voice of God to fulfill it. We know that the Bible is the unaltered Word of God. We receive it like a set of precious letters from our Father. We honor it as the guidebook of our lives. That's what biblically-based Christianity is. But did you realize that we wouldn't have that letter, that guidebook, that Torah, if it weren't for a series of people saying yes to writing it down? In a similar fashion, God wants to partner with you to see amazing things happen in your life, and it starts by seeking Him, getting quiet, and listening. Writing captures long-ranged goals, and it gives you an action plan to avoid common mistakes. I love the practicality of the book of Proverbs. Solomon spent a lot of time giving advice on avoiding foolish mistakes. In Proverbs 29 verse 18, he warns that lack of vision causes careless living. We know that mistakes are going to happen as we grow and discovering our callings, but we can avoid many of them by having a vision to focus on and commitment to godly character as we grow. Part of Habakkuk 2.2 said to write the vision down so the person reading it could run with it and implement it. What that means is that when you have a written vision, it's not just for you. People down the line will catch your dream and come along the journey to help you fulfill it. Let's talk about guarding your influences. In Matthew 7 verse 6, it says, Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, 
lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Now that's some strong scripture, but what it means is this, bad influences can be dream killers. Especially when your dream is new and it's precious to you, this is when you have to protect it even more tightly. Some days you want to share it with the world, other days it's like that precious ring in Lord of the Rings and you are Gollum trying to hold it tight and protect it. There's nothing wrong with treating your dream like a precious pearl and protecting it. If you share your dream with someone who doesn't believe in it, their advice can stop you dead in your tracks and keep you from pursuing it altogether. If you share it with someone who doesn't have the same heart as you, they can send you down the wrong path in how to pursue your dreams. All of that really does matter if you want to be successful and see your dreams fulfilled. You need to learn how to discern the pigs in your life. This doesn't necessarily mean that those people are pigs, but it does mean that those people and influences are not good for you. And this has been a hard lesson for me to learn personally. And I'm going to speak directly to the artists here, but it really applies to everyone. If you are serious about your art, your art is your business. As you build your business, it's important that you are careful about the culture you create and established for your business by the people you allow to partner with you in it. Matthew 5 verses 13 through 16 says that you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how can it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. If you, He also says you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. What are you going to allow into your business? What you allow into your business will breathe life and make it grow or it will kill it at its root. That's why this post and this uh, broadcast is called Guard the Root. It's really that important who you allow to influence you. So one tool that I really recommend is that you learn how to develop an elevator pitch. And if you want to learn more about that, we have posts uh, about how to create an elevator pitch at RebeccaJWhitman.com. An elevator pitch is what you use to tell people about your business, because not everyone you meet is going to be someone that partners with your vision. And that's okay. You don't need an army of followers to believe in what you do to make it successful. Whether or not someone supports you, they still want to know what you do. This is what an elevator pitch is for. An elevator pitch is what you would say to to a potential client, friend, family member, supporter, if all you had with them is five minutes in an elevator to tell them. Think about it like your testimony in a nutshell. The bottom line is you don't want to tell everyone everything. Give them the elevator pitch and listen to their heart. Pray for discernment to be able to know when something is not right and when you shouldn't be listening to it, i.e. bad advice. Don't go past the elevator pitch or waste time listening to a resource that reveals it doesn't support your vision. Now let's talk about gathering wise counsel. Psalms 1 verses 1 through 3 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, 
nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in, in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. It's important that you plant your root in the water of the word of God. This is the most important advice I can give you. Because we all make excuses about the amount of time we have to read the Bible, but that's really all they are, is excuses. If you want to be serious about your vision, you need to make sure it's a godly one to start with, and you need to protect your heart while you pursue it. There is no other way to do that than through studying the scriptures. God doesn't have a time requirement. He'll, he'll take as little or as much as you want to give him, but he, doesn't, he does want your heart. Don't just sit down with a Bible verse and think that's enough time to really answer your questions either. Let the Word of God be your primary resource for knowledge and wisdom. You hear a lot about mentorship and getting mentors and that's all fine and good and you may hear us talk about that more. But mentorship starts with the Word of God and investing your life in that root, in that water. Putting your roots in that water. Let the Word of God be your primary resource for knowledge and wisdom. Take all your questions to God in prayer and seek answers in His Word. God will show up and answer you because He delights in the hearts that diligently and desperately seek Him. Invest in doing the research and development of your craft. So, the craft of Bible study is is a process of learning in itself. You need to get a good concordance or index that can show you where topics are mentioned multiple times in scripture. Get a good commentary to dig down deeper behind the meanings of the words you are reading. Most theologians start with Strong's Concordance or in Matthew Henry's commentary, and I have a copy of both and reference them. But sometimes I get as much from the index and footnotes in my study Bible. The key is to read the Bible in context and not take things to mean something they do not. Investment does not just mean money. It means time. Whether it's time reading the Bible or time learning a skill, your vision will need you to invest time in learning how to make it grow. In fact, I think education is so important that I make a time for something new to learn every year. In fact, um, one of the advice... Uh, one of the advice things I've been told from a man in his 80s was that he said, we're always learning. The only time you stop learning is when you die. So I take that seriously also in my business. And you should too. You need to give yourself time to develop the things that it takes to be in business. Give yourself time to develop a, a network of support and encouragement time to develop your business acumen and marketing skills, time to develop mastery in your craft. If you're a sculptor, it takes time to learn how to sculpt well. Um, give yourself time to develop your working schedule and culture. That's going to change and be fluid sometimes. Other times you need it to be more solid. Give yourself time to figure that out. Give yourself time to develop a steady clientele base. Um, in the beginning, a lot of us are in hustle, hustle mode. But your goal needs to be to develop successfully reoccurring clients. Uh, 
You also want to glean from godly friends who are successfully following their visions. When God calls you to something, it's important to find like-minded people who are living out their callings to encourage you in yours. They will have wisdom from their experiences to help you navigate through your journey with less stress and discouragement. A lot of people call that mentorship. This blog can be a resource for you and we really hope it is as well as as the podcast. You can follow this podcast and the blog at RebeccaJWhitman.com. Both are free for you to do so. Godly friends are friends that are not perfect people, but people who believe what you do about God and live transparently with their faith. They don't tell everything to everyone. They share important things with a chosen few. They exercise wisdom and kindness, and they greet everyone with genuine love. Godly friends are not going to be just like you. They may be farmers, business people, healers, helpers, pastors, or servants. Whatever gift they are called to operate in doesn't matter. What matters is that their faith and their work ethics inspire yours. If you would like more scriptures on this topic, um, please go to RebeccaJWhitman.com and find the blog post where you can see a list of over 12 different scriptures on the topic of vision in the Bible. So let's get some final thoughts here. God is calling artists everywhere to rise up and use their talents to bring him glory. I've met writers, painters, musicians, sculptors, dancers, gardeners, and bakers who have all caught the vision to use their talent for the glory of God. None of these people, by the way, were struggling, penniless artists. So get the idea out of your head that you need to be a starving artist. That's not God's plan for you. There is no shortcut to success, but God can anoint and bless your vision if you choose to believe and follow him. We all have different missions in life, but I believe they all root back to the ministry of reconciliation on earth found in 2 Corinthians 5 verses 12 through 21. If what we are doing does not point people to Christ, it probably isn't a godly vision for us to pursue. I hope this helps you, friends. You can find out more about this and other ideas to help you in your business at our blog at RebeccaJWhitman.com. Thank you for listening and tune in next time for more stories.